Growing the Game with Ballsy is a podcast dedicated to growing the game of football in Saskatchewan. Each week, Michael Ball will talk with writer guests, but he'll also highlight amateur athletes, coaches, and builders in his province growing the game we love. Now, here's Ballsy. Growing the Game with Ballsy brought to you by Face First Medical Aesthetics in Regina, above Gabos on the second floor, by Pizza Huts in Saskatchewan, and David Dubay and the Concord Group of Companies by Mark Greshner. Check out his work at markgreshner.com. That's uh, his great photography work. By Paul Waldo at Royal LePage in Regina, 306-502-5355 to get in the real estate game. By Riviera Ag Seed, Southern Saskatchewan's premium certified seed grower, delivering homegrown certified Durham, yellow peas, and chickpeas. By SAS Selects Football, building the gridiron stars of tomorrow today. And by Double Z Ag Sales in Weyburn. For grain hauling, grain marketing, and crop insurance, give Corey a call at Double Z Ag Sales in Weyburn. All right, joining me here on Growing the Game with Ballsy, it's my buddy John Ryan all the way from California. How are you, JR? I'm doing great. How you doing? Good. So I was trying to remember, how many wild card weekends did you play in? Do you remember? Um, I got a few. Maybe, maybe three or four. I know I, I got that first round by, I think, two or three times at least. Yeah. It's so unpro- I it's was a, it, lucky enough to kind of have that one NFC, <laughs> one, one, like, one game in the NFC and then go right to the NFC Championship. Yeah, that's, uh, that's always nice. We'll get into that in a second as it relates to Tom Brady, one of your favorites, I know. But... It's all. It's always. It's always a wild weekend, man. This is always unpredictable, and even a little more unpredictable now that we have uh, like three games on each day. Yeah, I think it can be a little unpredictable, but I'm looking forward to it. You know, it's like ten ten straight hours of football, two straight days. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Ah, no kidding. Gives us something to watch. Okay, this is interesting. Yeah. Tom Brady. Let's start there. This is the first time he's ever been in a wild card game. That's crazy. Which is insane considering he's played how many how many playoff games? Like I, I don't even know what it is, but it's a, a crazy number. I think he's played more playoff games than anyone, and never to play in the wild card game is. I mean, it says a lot about the guy and the teams that he's played for. I don't. I don't think Tampa Bay really has a problem. Although uh, Washington's defense could keep this game close. Do you agree? They, they could keep it close. It could potentially be an upset, but I'm, I'm definitely going with Tampa. Yeah, me too. Okay, the Saints and the Bears, another NFC game. I think the Saints, you know, if Drew Brees can can find his old Drew Brees magic and shake off his injuries, which nobody's 100% right now this time of year, John, but they've got a loaded, loaded roster on both sides of the ball. They might have the best roster in football going into the playoffs. Yeah, I would agree with that. They're, they're strong. If they're firing on all cylinders, it's going to be uh... – not an easy game for them, but it's going to be a definite win, in my opinion. Yeah, there's no way they can lose to Trubisky and the Bears, is there? I don't think so, especially being at home. I know home field advantage isn't what it was uh, all the all the previous years of the of the NFL, but I still think uh, they're going to come up come out on top. Okay, so Los Angeles now uh, Rams are in the playoffs, so you could speak to this. Do they have enough to get by the Seattle Seahawks, even if Wolford's the quarterback? Uh, not if he's the quarterback. No, uh, I know Goff had a, had a surgery. Um, I feel like this is the type of game that, under normal conditions, Seahawks would be. You know, they, they'd win by they'd be a seven point favorite and win relatively easy at at home. Uh, but now with these uh, these crazy times, it's kind of a good for the Rams. The twelfth man won't be in the stadium. Um, but I still don't think they quite have enough. I think I think it's a coin flip this game if Goff's back. But uh, I'm taking Seattle. He can't play with that thumb, though, can he? Like, even if he, he can't be that effective, is what I mean. 
They got the good drugs in the NFL. He, uh, he won't feel anything till Sunday night. <laughs> oh, that is hilarious uh, and kind of <laughs> and kind of scary too. It I, is uh, kind of scary. It yeah. is kind of scary. Seattle, um, their defense has been playing better uh, lately. I was, I didn't know if they'd be frauds or not. I've kind of referred to them as frauds. Do you, do they have a chance to get hot and do something here? Because the the NFC's wide open. I think this year. Yeah, I think I think Jamal Adams being I believe he's a game time decision. I don't know if I didn't check his status today, but last I heard he was a game time decision. And he's really been uh I don't want to say the backbone of that defense with KJ Wright and Bob Wagner, but he's been a key addition to that defense this year. And I think now they're all playing together well. You've kind of seen that uh shake out that they're they're a lot better defense than they showed for those first two months of the season. So if he's in the game, I think they have a better chance than with him not being in the game. Okay, so we're going to the AFC side, and the whole playoffs start with this game. Indy against Buffalo. This is my upset special. Phillip Rivers is a guy that in the wild card games, and when he has to win a bunch of games to get into the playoffs, he generally plays his best. They've got a really good defense that doesn't get a lot of talk, and they got a great running back in Taylor now that's firing on all cylinders. I think Indy knocks off Buffalo because I don't think Buffalo's really – there's been a couple of games that they haven't been really challenged this year schedule-wise. Yeah, I, mean, I don't think anyone's giving, giving Indy a chance. I think everyone thinks that Buffalo's going to win this game except for you and me because I think, I think Indy's going to come in there and kind of shock the world. I think that Buffalo, as you said, they haven't been really challenged, especially as of late. Um, so I, I, they are a good team. Don't get me wrong. You know, under uh, a normal a normal season, they wouldn't be playing in the, the wild card. I don't believe. Um, but I think that uh, they're going to get upset. Do you think? Do you think this game determines whether Indy brings back Rivers or not? Like, if they win, they'll go on to Kansas City next week and probably not win that game. But you know, they they they've won eleven games and they won a playoff game and they've done pretty well since Andrew Luck quit sixteen months ago. So I think if Rivers wins, he's back. But if not, could be wide open because he's a free agent after this year. Yeah, I think they'd probably tell you otherwise. The staff at Indy, they say probably doesn't doesn't matter, but um, I think it matters. I think uh, a win here would definitely uh, maybe persuade him to come back another year, persuade them to sign him back for another year. I'm not sure exactly which way it's going there right now. No, I'm a little uh, I'm a little interested in this one. The Ravens and the Titans. The Titans' defense isn't very good. The Ravens' defense is good. And Lamar Jackson, well, he's good in the regular season, but he's n- not that great in the playoffs so far. Who do you got in this one? I'm going with Baltimore. I mean, I've been, I've been singing their praises. Yeah, I've been have. saying that they're the team that could knock off KC. I've been on your show multiple times. I've said this since Thanksgiving that they're the team to watch, and uh, they just need to get into the playoffs. Now they could uh, shake things up. I think the, the biggest thing with Tennessee is you just got to stop Derrick Henry. I mean, that, that guy's an absolute beast. And if the Baltimore uh, defense can stop him, the Baltimore uh, Baltimore Ravens are going to win. How do you feel about Lamar Jackson as a quarterback? Like what? What? Like how do you feel? What, how how would you rate him? How would you rank him? What's your What's your critique? <laughs> um, it, it, it's tough. You know, he's uh, he's not going to pass for three hundred yards. He's the guy that passes for you know. You always see the numbers one fifty, one seventy, whatever. But then you know, a lot of times in those games where he throws for one twenty or whatever, he rushes for one twenty. So. Um, you know, I don't want to use uh, game manager for a guy that runs like that, but he, he kind of gets it done when he needs to yeah. uh, in the regular season so far. And now we're going to see if he can uh, finally kind of uh, do it in the playoffs as well. But as you know, John, momentum's one thing, and you've been, like you said, you've been touting them. If he wins one game, that narrative's gone, and then holy cow, that could be something that that guy rides the wave confidence wise. And and they've got 
They've got a good enough team. I always find those teams when you got a quarterback that can stress the defense with his legs, and they've got a good mixture of the running backs there. They, those are the tough teams to beat. Oh, I agree with that. Yeah, it's, it's tough on a defense to contain them. Uh, you know, you can sometimes contain them for a few drives, but eventually they're going to get out and just run on you. And uh, they're they're a dangerous team to say the least. John, this is the most uh, brownie thing to do. You 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 end an 18 year drought to get to the playoffs. You get to the playoffs, and your coach of the year gets can- uh, COVID, and he can't coach your team. Browns versus the Steelers. I I. I don't trust Baker Mayfield. I don't see a way, really, the Steelers lose this game. You know, I just, I, I totally agree with you. It's such a brown, <laughs> such a Browns thing to have to happen. But poor people of Cleveland, I feel for them. Um, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna go against you because I, I gotta, oh. I gotta try to ride this uh, Cleveland wave. And I just, I want it for the people in Cleveland. Uh, don't care as much for the, the the team or whatever. But I definitely want it for these team, people in Cleveland. So I'm going with Cleveland. And they got a good defense. They really do. And they've got a good running game. And you know, in the playoffs, John, defense and running games travel. Definitely. And it's not going to be warm out there in Pennsylvania this weekend, uh, unless there's something, some Chinook coming through or whatnot. But uh, I think it's the running game is very important this time of year. So uh, two more things. First of all, take us, take us, just take us behind the scenes on something like this, this wild card weekend. Uh, what's it like to finally, like, for instance, let's go back to Indy. They survived. They they didn't know. They could have been an 11-win team, uh, team that didn't make the playoffs. They get in. It's new life. Every, is it truly everybody is 0-0? Zero and zero? Like, when you get to the dance like this, do you really feel like you have a chance uh, to win the whole thing, or 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 there's some teams that come in here saying, you know what, let's let's hope let's hope to win a game like a Cleveland and just kind of build on it. No, I, I really think uh, you know the attitude I've always had and the teams that I've been with is that you know we're we're in the tournament now. You know, there's only uh, 11 other teams or 13 other teams this year. Yeah, you know, we're we're here. We got a shot. You know, is like as long as you're still playing on Saturday or Sunday, as long as you're going on that field, you still got a shot. And uh, you know, you've seen a lot of wild card teams go all the way, and I think it's uh, it's pretty special being in the playoffs. It's, it's it's a pretty cool experience to say the least. I'd say. Yeah, for no crowd though, with no crowds, do you think it's easier? Do you think this year for a wild card team to win it, they don't have to overcome that? Like in Seattle, twelfth man. I, I do, and I think it's gonna. Yeah, you know, these these road teams definitely have uh, an advantage. It's kind of an equalizer. Uh, I remember there's a lot of games in Seattle where. You know, just just walking out of the tunnel. You know, you call it cocky, call it what you, you want, but we just walk out of the tunnel and be like this game's over. They, you know, you just you look over the other side of the field and just be like these guys don't have a shot. I mean, it just, they don't have a shot. And you know, a big part of that was just the crowd was just absolutely erupt when we were on defense and be totally quiet when we were on offense, and it just gave headaches to the opposition. And uh, especially especially in the uh, the playoffs come January, the fans were always just absolutely insane. And uh, the hard thing for me to be able to or to be watching it this weekend is to not have those fans in the stands. And even though I'll be watching on TV, you know, you wish you'd see all those people uh, yeah. in the crowd. Okay, let me squeeze one more in here because I think Seattle, Buffalo, and Pittsburgh will be affected the most by having no home crowd. As you said, Seattle is uh, rabid. Uh, Buffalo, their fans got to be crazy here. They finally knock <laughs> off New England two in a row, and they only get to have, yeah. what, like 3,500 fans in the stands? And then Pittsburgh, that, that's always a tough place to go in and play. So maybe Cleveland does have a chance with no crowds. I think, though, would you agree? Those are the three real uh, home teams that suffer this weekend with no crowd. 
Yeah, no, I would totally agree with that. And I would say if KC was playing, I'd throw them in there too. But uh, yeah, those are definitely the three teams that, I mean, those those poor fans because they've, uh, you know, especially in the, you know, Buffalo, they've been waiting for this forever, and then uh, to finally happen and not be able to get in the stadium is probably killing them. Yeah, for sure. What's your okay? Lastly, what's your ritual when you watch these games? Like, does Sarah, your wife, let you just lounge yourself? Do you have a man a cave you go to? Uh, how do you watch these games? Uh, you know, pretty casually. <laughs> Have a couple <laughs> usually, of beers. Usually a beer too. Uh, I don't want to brag, but uh, I think it's going to be like 28 degrees here this weekend. So I have a, I have a TV out in the yard. So we'll probably be watching it uh, out in the yard. So I know that people are throwing things to the radio in Saskatchewan right now, but I'll probably be watching most of the games outside. Dude, it's plus two here on the weekend. So we're okay. Plus two in January. That's like 28 in California. So we're not even that offended right now. All right. Yeah. I mean, the weather there has been unheard of from what my brother's been telling me. Yeah, for sure. Hey, thanks for this, John. Enjoy the wild card weekend, man. All right. Thanks a lot, Ballsy. Well, as John and I were just talking, it is wild card weekend, so that obviously means the regular season is in the books. Time now to take a look back on the season. I've put together the best of the rudest sounding moments of the NFL 2020 campaign. Laura, thanks very much for yourself. Chris Circle, Jerk McKinnon. As we take a look at the replay, and then I'll give it to you. Oh, I'm definitely spinning out of that one. Forget that. Having strong hands, man-to-man, and there's some tugging and grabbing going on. Celine Johnson, the right tackle for the Philadelphia Eagles, has been in and out and in and out for the moment he's in. He's been in and out, and then just sneak out late. Picked a good time to do it. Yeah. This has been Growing the Game with Ballsy. If you have a football story you'd like to share to help us grow the game, email Michael Ball at mball at harvardbroadcasting.com. Ballsy can be heard weekdays in Regina on 104.9 The Wolf Morning Show and during Saskatchewan Rough Riders and U of R Rams broadcasts on 620 CKRM.